Hello, welcome to Love for Women by Shimilda. Today, we go a little deeper into things as we have a deep conversation with my lovely friend CJ. Clean out your ears because some juicy wisdom is about to get poured out. I love this girl so much and I learned so much from her. Hope you guys will also learn a thing or two from her. Hey, CJ. Hello. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Welcome to Love for Woman. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. I don't want to take too much too much of your time um let's just get into it so the topic that we are doing today is i don't see what they see Alrighty, that sounds already heavy enough <laughs> <laughs> no it's not that bad i promise you so the first thing i'd like to ask you is what would you say um has mostly affected or affects your confidence definitely the way the world projects the image of beauty and I think it's not just me as myself it is something I've seen on a large scale has affected our generation as a whole Mm -hmm. Um, the way that society has dictated what can be seen as attractive or what is seen as beautiful definitely impacts my confidence because it's one thing Um, to be told that as a black girl you're beautiful in the way you've been created and in the way you carry yourself and it's Mm -hmm. another to have that same society turn around and say oh no but you could look better if you did this or if you look like that or if you talk like that and act like that so Mm -hmm. definitely is um, a hindrance on my confidence more often than I should be allowing them to be Mm. I hear you. That is a big thing. It's it's very huge. Um, and because we're in a world, especially in this generation, where technology is a huge thing. It's like a very, oh, it's hectic. Everything rotates around technology. And I was watching a video another day where I was looking at the different like worldviews. So the Asian world, they also have a very different beauty standard. And it shook me. I was like, I was very shocked because it's very opposite to the western way that we see things where you must have like a small figure you know big boobs um big thighs big ass all that right but in the western world it i mean in the asian world it's it's completely different they they think all of that is so weird they think it's the weirdest thing they've ever seen (laughs) i mean we're also talking about a world where (laughs) Uh, when it comes to the Eastern world, I think it also comes from a religious perspective from that fr- from that side. Um, That's and I think true. obviously yeah. the West, the West is all about do what you want to do, um, make yourself proud. It doesn't matter what deity um, you believe in. It doesn't matter what the deity that you believe in has to say. So it's also I think it also just boils down to those constructs as well. And and while you are talking about um, the different worldviews on on what beauty is. I think an important uh, aspect of what Africans should do is just getting back to the basics of what is African beauty. Because the minute we accept that, it is going to be so much easier to just ignore what the rest of the world has to say. So I really do take my hat off to the Eastern worldview in how they have, in a way, protected um, themselves from what the rest of the world has to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think if Africans can just get to that space, it would be incredible because I think as Africans, we also battle with the fact that we're trying so hard to be like the West, but the West is trying so hard to be like Africa. And we need to realize that in that, there's a lot of worth because, I mean, no one would want to be like you unless there was something special about you. So true, so true. Um, Yeah, and the next thing I, I would like to ask you is, where would you say you are on your journey of being a confident woman? Oh, I could do better. But uh, I am in the space of, especially this year, like 2020 has been a very eye-opening journey for me individually <laughs> in that I I had to learn to 
not only understand and see my worth, but I had to learn to enact it so that others around me would treat me the way I deserve or need to be treated. So I would say that where my journey is right now, it's better than where I was five years ago. Mm -hmm. I could definitely do better, but I am on the path of accepting a lot of insecurities. Like I think the top three things I could say I learned to accept about myself this year which were struggles um, all the other years of my existence was my weight, mm -hmm. uh, my appearance facially, because I've struggled with um, hormonal acne since I was mm -hmm. like 12. And that always dampened my, my confidence in that I saw other, I saw social media portraying the girls with clear skin as the mm -hmm. beautiful ones. You know? So it, it took it was a long journey and I'm I'm still working through it, but it's gotten to a point this year specifically where I learned to just say, you know what, even with my acne scars and my pimples, I'm still pretty. Men are still falling in love with me. God still loves me. So that must mean I've got something. <laughs> and um, the third thing was also learning to accept my personality. I think for so long, um, my confidence came from, because I'm, I'm such a, an intellectual. When I say an mm -hmm. intellectual, I, I grew up reading. I used to, I used books to shadow and protect me from the world because books were mm -hmm. literally like my refuge. So my confidence actually came from my intellectuality. And this mm -hmm. year when that aspect of me was taken away because, um, so I, praise God, I started working this year, um, mm -hmm. recent graduate. I got my first job so my intellectuality was taken away from me in that I was in a whole new space it was a new ball game I literally had to start from the bottom I had to learn everything mm. and I'm sure I'm sure you can tell how shocking it kind of is for the mind to have reached a space where you think you know everything about yourself definitely um, intellectual level and then you get to a space where it's like okay we're literally doing grade one again we have to learn what everybody else is learning we have to do things the way everybody else is doing them so um my my confidence was was shaken in in my intellectual capacity and mm -hmm. i had to find another area of myself to be confident in and that was my personality i actually learned so much about who I am as a person and what draws other people to me. And mm. one of the biggest takeaways that is that has skyrocketed my confidence is I actually learned that a personality trait I have is acceptance. And that's actually something that a lot of people get drawn to me for. I had so many people tell me that um, this year in particular, that in a world that in a world we live in, it's very rare to find someone like me who is able to confidently accept people for who they are from the get-go. And that was just such a big confidence booster for me because mm -hmm. if there's anything that I ever want to do is to show the acceptance that Christ shows, is to show that, mm -hmm. is to create that environment of a judgment-free zone where people can really be themselves. And mm -hmm. to have had people from different walks of life, different beliefs, different um upbringings just say that to me in individual spaces was just that in itself is probably the biggest confidence booster I can brag about because there is mm. there's nothing more beautiful than having people tell you that there is something about Christ that you are enacting mm. girl you sound like I I wish I can hear many girls talk about themselves the way you're talking about yourself like I'm loving it like I'm just like keep going like yes you know, to me, it's like, it's music to my ears. It's like, yes, turn it even, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. It's great. It's like, I, I love hearing these kind of things. This is what it's about, you know. This is what I I would like to see. Like females just being, taking ownership of who they are, you know, understanding that they're wonderfully and fearfully made. Everything about you was made for a reason. Everything about you was calculated. Everything so about you was thought about you know I I even I even had like a moment like you know a light bulb moment where I was thinking I was like looking through my psychology books and stuff and there's this argument that they like making about um if a child is um affected or like your personality does it come from genetics or is it like your environment right and mm -hmm. they, it's been a long argument for years where they can't come to a conclusion and they've concluded that it's both 
it, it's genetic and it's also your environment, right? And it it hit me. I was like, God thought about it even till that, like to that detail, that little detail of who's going to be your parents, where you're going to grow up in. Nothing is a mistake. Everything is is like thought of. The fact that you are introverted or extroverted, God thought about that. He legit thought about it. He's like, okay, if I'm going to put you in that environment, this is how the person's going to turn out. He thought about that. He definitely did. And then let me present to you a third factor that I think actually impacts your personality. Um, When you said genetics, I think it actually gets split into two streams. It is your physical genetics and it's your spiritual genetics. Of course. I think a lot of people um, tend to think that God is so big and so away from us that they tend to forget that his word literally says we were made in his image. So... Mm. If you're quirky and if you're weird, like one one of the biggest things I've always loved to say is I'm always laughing. That is something that everyone who near me or is around me knows. I'm forever laughing. Even the smallest, stupidest thing that you could think should not make someone laugh. I'm that person that's literally crying in tears. (laughs) Like bubbles. I mean, if I could even give an incredible example. A few years ago, I had a classmate of mine make fun of me in class because um, he realized that what, what did he, he said something along the lines of I, I'm amused by small things because uh, our teacher brought bubble wrap into class to assist with the lesson or something. And I was literally in tears just hearing the sound of her cracking the bubble wrap. And I think, <laughs> I think people forget that um, our personality traits come from Christ as well. So I, I, that's, also, that's also an area of confidence I've learned to walk in because I'm like, okay, he felt that he was making fun of me by saying that I'm amused by small things. But I'm like, in the same token, if I'm made in Christ's image, which I am, that would mean that my laugh comes from him. So people Definitely. need to remember that God has a sense of humor. God gets angry as well. God, but he never uh, feels fear. Like that's something he can never do. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for that, because I think I feel the fear enough for for the both of us. But um, I think an area that that we could all stand to walk in more confidence in is realizing that when God did create us in the womb, because He literally created us in um, in the darkest area of like human um i'd rather say of of a human room actually because Mm -hmm. it's literally the only space in the world that even technology cannot watch where god is creating a human and i think definitely we could just learn to tap into that understanding that everything about us is made in god's image except for the sin obviously we remove the sin nature but things like your personality your quirkiness and all of those things it really does come from god so i think it's brilliant as well for you to bring up the fact that psychologists have failed to conclude uh where our they can from but it's also let me present an argument to you i think they they may have failed to conclude where your personality comes from because they're not looking at the author of the personality i when feel like that's true story, when you read a mm. story without understanding or acknowledging the author you'll never understand the context definitely i think for me it's more like i you know we always told well not all of us but they have been told this before that psychology cannot be mixed with christianity and i was like god why are you sending me into something that doesn't have you in it but then as i got into it the more i do it the more i learn the more i just see him in it you know yeah, like they like you must separate it, but my brain it doesn't. It just sees God. Like they try to explain, it and I hear them. It enters. I'm like, yeah, I get you, but I'm telling you, God's in there. Like God is there. Completely. Um, there's a movie that I love called uh, Pacific Rim, and there's something that Ooh. one of the scientists in the movie said, which which still stands with me today. Um, he said something so deep. He said, numbers and science are the closest that human beings will ever get to the handwriting of God. Mm. Now, yeah. for a scientist to stand back and acknowledge that science and numbers are actually how we should see the greatness of God. It just speaks volumes because I think for for years, people have thought that science is supposed to prove why God isn't there when in fact mm. it was created why he is there. 
Definitely. Yeah, and before we go off topic again. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a so, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why this topic was given to you, I don't see what they see, is because I feel like, girl, you do not see the way I see you, girl. And I feel like other people can even claim to it. Like, you do not see what we see when we see you. Like, people, let me tell you, this girl is, she is, if she walks in a room, you know she's there. Like, it doesn't matter. She can walk in there quietly, but you will feel her presence because she is a woman of power. Oh, that makes me sound like I'm so great and I'm really not. (laughs) No, but I'm telling you, you see, sometimes God surrounds us with people that show us who we really are, that that show us how he sees us, you know? And I feel like I'm one of those people, like, I see you in, I don't know, like, you don't see yourself like that way, but I'm telling you, you are a powerful woman. And not just, like, in physically, but I mean, like, even spiritually, even, I I just see, and I'm like, this girl, you you know what you want, you know where you're going. Wow, thank you. You might not not feel it. You might not see it sometimes. But I promise you, when you get there, you'll be like, yeah, I was told this and it's true. Wow, thank you so much. I mean, that's something I'll never forget. I mean, (laughs) wow, that's that's very heavy. I'm just hoping I don't start crying. (laughs) Oh, my word. It's it's incredible to hear that you have that effect on on somebody else, especially when... um, you know for yourself how how difficult and long um, the journey was to try and become something that is acceptable in the Lord's sight. So it is mm-hmm. that is whew, that is a very heavy compliment, and I thank you greatly for that. Well, I'm, t- I'm just telling you what I see, man. Like I I when I think about how far I've come in my journey with confidence, and I look at the people that the Lord has surrounded me with and I look at you and I look at all my other female friends and I've said this to you before I feel like I'm surrounded by a really strong woman like you don't understand how much you impact me you, you, like I know that I okay I'm not saying that I'm gonna go get in like rubbish or like do crap but like I know that if I had to like get into something bad I know that there is someone in my life named CJ that's gonna beat the crap out of me to get out of it I know I know for a fact that, like, if you could hear, oh, your friend, did something, like, you'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm going to find her and I'm going to fix her I up. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I know that. That way. Mothering tendencies. And that, listen, I, I know, like, a lot of females like to run away from that. Like, oh, you got mothering tendencies. That is a gift from God. It is a beautiful gift. Don't get rid of it. It's lovely. Oh, definitely. It, it's It's something that... Um, because you know, in the in the space we we live in as well in our generation, it's very it's becoming more and more rare to find mothers without children. In that, in in character or in characteristics, it's becoming more rare mm. to find women who are willing to step up and and shoulder each other through nurturing. Mm. So that in itself is an incredible. Um, oof. Are you getting me emotional? <laughs> it's an incredible uh, compliment um, to, to honestly hear. Whew, wow, okay. <laughs> Don't cry. I'm just being honest, man. And that's the thing, you know, I feel like a lot of people, or should I say a lot of females, you know, we're we stuck in like this very weird space yeah. because like we are told all these things, like I, I've said before, we are told all these things of like how we 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 need to know that we are um, children of God, you know, we, he loves us. He, he made us in his image and all these things, but we stuck in that bridge of the how, how do I get through to that bridge? How do I, you know, how do I move through to there? Definitely. And I feel for me, it took me this year to get there <laughs> in all my years of learning, you know, like people always tell me, Oh girl, you're pretty and so forth. And so forth. And I'm like, yeah, it answers. But like, I've never really been confident. Like, Oh, until I, this year 
Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, it's a journey. It's a it's a daily one as well. I think a lot of people definitely. don't realize it's not something you just wake up and you have, or you wake up and you even pray for. Sometimes it's a daily struggle to be like, okay, God, you know, your word has said that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but how can I practically adopt that on a daily basis? How can I show people that it is you who has given me? all these personality traits it's you who's given me this mentality and this mindset and to enact that Mm. in a world that is pushing for everybody to just be clones you know it is Mm. it is such a battle and such a fight to stand up and say okay the word of god sees me this way the world Mm -hmm. sees me that way but i need to choose daily to follow what the word of god has said about me Definitely. I feel like that that is a great thing. I have this thing that I do every morning. It has become a habit. At, in the beginning, it was like really hard, but it has become a habit. I will pray. And then I start telling myself the verses that are written in the Bible. I've, I've picked like, I think, seven now and they keep growing. I'll tell myself I'm made in God's image. I tell myself every day, I'm like, listen, girl, you're made in God's image. You are God's daughter. Like he is your daddy. You are his daughter. You have his blood. He loves you. You're accepted. I tell myself these things and I'll be like, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. And every day it's become like a normal thing now, you know, like it's a, it's become my thought process even. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful habit to have. And I feel like that's that's the thing that a lot of us are missing, the how. And that's exactly why I started this whole podcast. Like I was like, you know what, maybe this is something that we can do to help each other. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who was struggling, who was like, how do I get there? But then we're all different. So we're all going to get through this very differently, you know? Definitely, definitely. And um, it's also just struggling with, I think on, on a on a large scale, it's struggling with the practicality of it because as much as mm-hmm. like you like you're saying, like it, it started off being difficult for you in the morning to be like, Okay, we are going to speak this over ourselves because this is what the mm-hmm. word of God said, speak it over. So I think just enacting what the Bible says because the word of God is plain. It will never change as just exactly the way that God said that heaven and earth may pass away, but his words will stay the same. And mm-hmm. I think because he made that bold statement, remember that we are living in a world where there's a supernatural realm and there are things fighting against us all the time. And because God mm-hmm. has boldly said that his word will never pass away, that means even his word that is spoken over you will never pass away. And so I oh, yes. think there's a, there's a spirit that was specifically crafted by the enemy to fight against the practicality of the word of God, which is why you say that when you started um, speaking these words of affirmation from the word of God over yourself, that it was difficult in the beginning because there will mm. constantly be a battle um, over your worth. I think that's actually the biggest battle that we fight because definitely worth, worth is tied to your soul. And your soul gets its value from the creator. So definitely, every time you speak words that are going to build up your inner man, you can bet your life that there's, a, 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 be it a demonic spirit, be it a spiritual interference or whatever it is, it's going to try stand in the way of you being able to speak that. So I think as women, just as you've said, that this podcast is going to teach women the how-to. Because I think for years we've heard how-to, but now specifically more than any other generation, we need to learn how to do it every day. Because it's not just a, okay, I'm going to speak the word it's of God over myself for this down. month, or I'm going to speak it no. for myself this year. Every day. Every day, because you can bet every your life day. every time you go out there, the world is going to tell you something about yourself, but you need to always remember what the word of God has said about you. And of course, it's not easy, hey? It's not easy. Like, for me, the Lord bless my mom's soul. Like, I love her. She She is, you know my number one, like I love her, but like my mom has the worst mouth. And I said this already, like my mom has like, oh my word. So like, it's one of those things, like I can just finish praying. I just like finished talking to myself, telling myself like, you know, I am made in God's image. I am amazing. And then I just step out of my room and boom, a word that's just going to crash everything I just said, like just crashes. And I'm like, whoa. 
there it is. There's your spiritual interference right there. And that's where it's important to just in that moment, breathe and say, you know what? I just came out of a powerful prayer session with the Lord. And what he said over me is the final word. That is literally one of the biggest how-tos that I can say I would advise women on. Is to always remember Definitely. that God's word over you is the final say. It doesn't matter what your mom says. It doesn't matter what your dad says. Or even you. Yeah. Your opinion yeah. doesn't count. There's a reason why yeah. your opinion doesn't count. It's because God knew that your opinion would be formed by the world you live in. Your opinion would be formed by your environment. And that's why God didn't say in his word that I made you to think that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He said you are fearfully and wonderfully made so anyone's opinion come rain or shine at the end of the day god's word has the final say i i love that and i feel like you know um i i got to a point in my life where i was like i don't care what other people think say i don't care if it's gonna come off as rude but if you did not contribute to writing to the bible bye-bye i don't care it's an opinion what i care about is what god said that is the honest truth and that is something that we need to carry with ourselves because I think also in our interpretation of the Bible, slowly but surely we have started including people's opinions and diluting the word of God. And we need to get back to that basic principle of saying God's word is God's word. That's what it is. That's Definitely. what it will forever be. And no opinion, no no theory, be it scientific or be it psychological, whatever it is, if it was not there when the word of God was written, then it will, it should never shake the very theory of what the word of God says. So I think you're completely right in saying that God, if you, if you weren't there when the Bible was written, your opinion does not matter. That, that, I actually quite love that. I think I'm going to make that a t-shirt. If you weren't there, <laughs> oh, that would be so like I would I would definitely wear that. I would wear that. Let's get let's get it going. Then we can actually give them out to women for in support of Love for Women podcast. I think that would be actually pretty cool. Oh my word. That'd be so cool. Like, yeah, hey, I feel like that um oh, if I forget, the other thing I wanted to say is do you think being Christian co- contributes to your confidence? Yes, it definitely does. Because if I was to work off of the expectations of the world, I would have been more depressed and more suicidal than any other person I know. Uh, Being Christian has grounded my confidence in that. You see, when you look at, okay, let me put it in this way. God's word is constant. The world's word is variable. What is pretty today in magazines will not be pretty tomorrow. So being a Christian mm. has grounded my confidence in that I have a constant mirror to return to look at, whereas the world's mirror changes every day. Tomorrow, it can be a wavy mirror. It can be a straight mirror. It can be an oval mirror. But the word of God is a constant mirror that you can return to every definitely. day. So definitely, definitely. Being, being a Christian has grounded my confidence because you're I, guys, it's ugly out there in the real world. You know, if if even the, <laughs> even the Kim Kardashians and the Beyonce's have to get f- plastic surgery to have magazines mm. tell them that they're pretty, then whom are you? Whom are you? Yeah, hey, that that's that's deep. That's like, I I think for me, being Christian has it's my confidence. David, it's just like the fact that I know God and the fact that I know His Word and what He said over me and about me that's it Definitely. like it that's just my confidence so like if if i'm walking in and i'm feeling myself i'm feeling myself because i know like i know damn right that i am beautiful i don't need you to tell me i'm beautiful you don't see it then why i'll see it for both of us exactly <laughs> like the, um, at, at my youth we have this thing called brag on god and um it's supposed to be like it's it's like an initiative where kids come into the church and then they uh take a pen and a notepad and they just write down something that they want to brag on god about and for me my biggest brag on god has definitely been my confidence and it's because of that factor of the fact that his word is so constant that it'll never change the world may change its opinion about you today you might be pretty because you're 
wearing a certain dress and then tomorrow you're ugly because you wore a different dress, you know? But because God's mm-hmm. word confidently states that no matter what you do, no matter where you go, the fact, you know, I'm actually, I, I've just really had an epiphany right now that the fact that Jesus boldly said that it, there's nothing in the in the real world and in the unseen world that can stop him from loving you the fact that paul oh. took time to write down that neither angels nor demons neither heaven nor hell mm-hmm. nor the kingdoms above mm-hmm. or the kingdoms below can separate us from the love of god that that is a confidence in itself and and that is something we Definitely. need to cling to as young women because the world Definitely. that we live in, they're pushing us to forget the love of God. They're pushing us to see ourselves as less than what we should see ourselves as. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing, the biggest thing to everyone that's going to listen to this podcast, everyone that is listening, if there's one thing that you have caught in this entire recording of me speaking, I need <laughs> you to realize that you are so important to God that you were mm-hmm. you were worth dying for like i need dude you, i need you to grasp and hold on to that that you are Ugh. to die for that is how mm. that is how important and significant you are to god that should should mm-hmm. nobody else have been created if you were the one if you were the one that was created on earth Jesus would still come down to die for you. Now, a lot of people would be like, oh, what do you mean that if I was the one created? Have you not read the parable about the 99 sheep and the one that gets lost and how the shepherd goes to mm. pick up that one? That one is you. And if you stay steadfast on mm. remembering that you are the one, then nothing that the world has to say about you will ever shake your confidence because you can walk around Definitely. and be like, yeah, yes, I'm to die for. Thank you. How you doing? Of course. My name is Tadaif. Yeah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I like that. We should also make that a t-shirt. Right? I like that. Definitely. <laughs> I'm pending all the ideas now. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, man, like I feel like this is this is it. Like I feel like if a lot of us can talk about these kind of things, a lot of a lot of us can break down these kind of things, then you know it's gonna help a lot of us because it's it's it it oh, I don't even know how to put it. It disturbs me so much. There's nothing that bugs me than a woman that is that doesn't know her value. A woman that um hates another woman because she's trying to make herself feel better. Oh, that is the worst. Those things oh, those things like I don't know what it is, like if I could tear off my skin every time I, I see a woman doing that, I would do it. Like I'll probably be like very disgusting to look at, but like <laughs> that's that's the point. Like it disturbs me that much. It's like <sighs> listen. I understand. I, I've been called like oh, I, I can't like if I look at another female and they're beautiful, I'll be like, listen, yeah, you're beautiful. It's nothing to do with the fact that, you know, um, oh, I got to hide it, you know, oh, all, all these weird things that have been planted in females' minds that we got to bring each other down. No, no. Confidence actually is the opposite. I'm confident enough to tell another woman she's beautiful. Exactly. I'm confident enough to actually boost another woman because I know that I'm not comparing my beauty to her. She is she and I am I. Like, that, is, that, is, that is beautiful for you to point out, especially when you talked about competition. Uh, I think for so long we, we've had... And honestly speaking, I think it's actually more of a spiritual battle than it is a physical one. Uh, I've always called it the spirit of competition where we're being pinned against each other and to see weaknesses in each other, just as you said, to try to tear each other down when all we really need to do is just learn to love each other and just say, you know what? Yes, she's pretty, but I'm also pretty. And together we can just build a pretty empire. I know that sounds kind of fluffy and that sounds like something that's <laughs> I like that. in a kiddies TV show, but it literally is. Just, I think the 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 biggest way for society to just come together is for people to just learn to accept each other because it's just as the grace of God says that as long as God accepts you, you need to learn to 
you need to learn to accept others around you as well. Definitely. Yeah. Hey. Like, uh, it's it's not an easy thing, but I feel like bit by bit, we're getting Definitely. there. Bit by bit, you know, we're getting there. We're learning. We're moving. And I think we are. And we, we actually can... enact the love of God more when we are in a space of accepting other women. And I think that's why... Because I'm, I'm a woman who loves to compliment other women. I, I generally am like that. Our friendship Definitely. probably began with me saying something about your hair or your... Sh- Actually, I remember, yes. That is how our friendship began. <laughs> I walked into the, the, the lower campus cafeteria and I just walked up to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. That is actually how our friendship began. I, I remember that. I remember that clear as day, actually. So I'm genuine. I'm genuinely a woman that that loves to to compliment other women, and that comes from the the seed in me that is the love of God. So I think if if people could just learn to activate that seed, because I think the love of God is in everyone, but it's just blinded or, or it's cut down by the way the world works. So yeah, guys, if you're li- if you're listening to me. And I hope you are. <laughs> and when I say listen, you're hearing <laughs> me and you're actually going to do what I'm saying. Just activate the seed that is the love of God inside you. And you're going to see how easy it's going to be to, like, well, I'm not going to say easy because, I mean, we humans will always test and try your patience. Like, I, I'm always saying, thank God I'm not God because the patience required to deal with human beings is a lot. But the more you that seed of love inside you that comes from God, the more you're going to see how more acceptable you are towards people. And I'm not saying acceptable in that you change yourself to fit them, but you will see them change themselves to fit the image of Christ because they're feeling the love Mm. through you. Definitely. And it, uh, you know, it has been even proven like, when one person does something, right, that other people want to do, but are too scared to do it, then everyone else does exactly. it. Exactly, and that's the confidence so, you're talking about, that I don't see what they see. Exactly. It starts with that. It starts with making that bold choice to say, you know what, I'm going to enact the love of God, and I'm going to be accepting towards other people, because it is when you accept your enemies, just as the word of God says, you need to love your enemy as much as you love yourself. And I think for so long, the world has taught it backwards that if you have an enemy, you should hate them. And if you have yourself, you should love yourself. When the principle of that verse is actually God teaching us acceptance because God is a God of acceptance. That's what love is. Love is a judgment-free zone. That's mm. exactly why Corinthians says, love is patient, love is kind. It, it's mm. from that principle of acceptance because if there's the biggest thing that every single human being needs, no matter what religion belief system race or skin color you are the biggest thing that each human being needs is acceptance and when you learn to accept others the confidence of christ in you will be activated in such a way that you will be shocked to look back and think wow i'm actually this person Mm. oh girl like wisdom is just flowing (laughs) out Oh, it, guys, can you hear that wisdom? Like, damn. Like, I'm like, damn, goosebumps, goosebumps. It, it's my boy, the Holy Spirit. Shout out, shout out to my God. That's all him. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I really feel like, um, because I was sitting and I'm like, oh, how am I going to, like, I don't want to, like, make a podcast where I'm sitting and, like, teaching constantly. Then, like, the Holy Spirit just gave me, like, you know, some ideas. Like, you know, talk to people. Talk to people. The biggest thing that people also don't understand about God is that God is a God of conversation. That's what he wants. He's a God of conversation. Because if you even look at at the pattern of creation, it was through conversation. He spoke things into being. Mm, 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 So you can't sit back and expect mm. the world to change just by teaching and teaching and teaching. You have to conversate with people, talk to them get into those important conversations. And I think that's, I think that it's, it's actually mm. beautiful that, that this is what your podcast does. It creates that environment for conversation because I think for too long, um, people have just learned to think that as long as they um, have been taught something, that they should just believe it and carry on. 
but that's not what we were created to oh. do. We were created. We were created to ask. Mm. If you actually look at the Bible, God is a God of questions as well. And I love the fact that your podcast mm. is a space where questions are being asked and conversations are being had. So, guys, hey, watch out for my girl. She's actually gonna take over the world. I can see. I can Thank see you. it. Now you're gonna make me cry. See, you you gonna make me cry. Stop that, man. I'm telling you though, the Holy Spirit is gonna take this podcast very far because it is it is creating a space for women to come together, but also to just break down those walls that the world has forced us to build and really be in a space where we're vulnerable to talk as the children of Christ. Amen. I, we we receive it. Amen. Like we receive it, my friend. We receive it. Okay, girl. Just one last question before I let you go. Do you think that parents contribute to our confidence? And I mean in the sense of like, um, okay, in a Christian sense, you know, like, do you think? Yeah, I don't know if my question makes sense. Like, <laughs> what do you? Think? My brain already had had an answer for your question. <laughs> I do think parents contribute to our confidence because the first, let me say, the it's not more of an experience, but it's like our first almost like touch base moment is seeing our parents walk with Christ. And Definitely. their confidence in their walk with Christ is going to impact you one way or another. And that's why I say that, and that's mm. why I say that it's not just a physical battle against what the world is saying about you, but it's a spiritual one because the confidence mm. of your parents' walk with Christ is going to influence the confidence you have to pursue Him. So I think it does also fall on parents to build the environment for children to learn to confidently walk with Christ because if, if you're confident enough to walk with the creator then nothing in a in a world that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow will actually ever shake you and that is why I, I that is why mm. I love um if you actually look at at Jesus's ministry although his ministry was only three years long the amount of confidence that that man had and if you actually look at it hey. the confidence he got came from the minute he had the holy spirit working inside of him so i think it is it, mm. is, it is of paramount importance that parents realize that as much as yes they, they they can pray and fast and cry out to god for their kids to walk confidently in the ways of the bible they also need to enact Mm -hmm. a confident walk with christ definitely kids want to walk definitely with christ so yeah parents definitely. please please don't take don't take your walk with christ for granted because your children are watching mm. i mean if if there's the, the biggest thing that i think kids teach us is imitation because that's what kids do Oh, kids big learn time. through copying you you can't tell a child to do one thing but you're not doing it yourself so parents please, please mm -hmm. don't think that just sitting back and praying that god will miraculously make your child want to walk with him is actually going to happen unless mm -hmm. you show yourself mm -hmm. that you're walking confidently with christ your kids will never have the same confidence too so please 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 parents mm -hmm. Walk confidently with Christ so that the younger generation will want to pursue him as well. Definitely. And just to add to that before we wrap things up, I also think that parents also need to learn. I feel like they don't know. Oh, I really believe they don't know. If they do, then damn, our parents are really harsh. But I believe they don't know. <laughs> like parents have this thing of, I feel like it's something that has been passed generation. You know, we've I believe we've spoken about this before where parents say things without knowing that they're planting a seed in their kids. Definitely. If you keep telling your child they're stupid, best believe your child comes exactly stupid. That's what God said. That the, the power, that the power of life, that sorry, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And I think people are so quick to forget that. And in discussing parents, actually, the Holy Spirit just reminded me of a of a of a Bible verse that that also needs to be broken down and and conversations need to be had around this verse. I think parents are so quick to say things like. Um, the word the word of God says you need to obey your parents, you know, honor your mother and father. But 
they always forget the following mm. verse that says, fathers and mothers, do not provoke your children to anger. And Hectic, that's exactly hectic. what I'm saying that <laughs> as a parent where's that verse let me write it down please tell me I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use it like, don't provoke me it, yeah, it definitely does say that you know because th- that's why I say that the God of word oh, the God of word wow the word of God is constant in that <laughs> he attacks all areas of life you know so you can't say that you want your kids to walk confidently as Christ and you're not doing it yourself because yes God said honor your mother and father but he also said fathers and mothers don't provoke your children to anger so it's just as you're saying right now that um parents need to realize that they plant seeds in their children and words definitely have power. like I, I think if we were if, they if we do were to see in the spirit realm just how powerful our words are we would never speak a negative word ever again because Dude, like because ooh. God Himself is a God of words. That's how He spoke. He spoke creation into being. Read, read the account mm-hmm. of creation. Nowhere does it say His hands formed anything. It doesn't say His feet formed anything. It doesn't even say that His mind formed anything. It says, "God said, let there be light." God said, "Let there be mm. birds of the air and fish of the sea." God said this. God said that. God is a God of speaking. Now, step back and think about it. Mm. If God created everything that we see through his words and you are made in his image, then just how powerful are your own mm. words? Dude. Oh. And I feel like that's also one of the biggest things. That's like the baby of where the confidence exactly. starts, you know? Like parents that speak... I don't know how to put it like, but let's speak life into their kids. Like if you're telling your child you're a genius, I believe your child's going to be a genius because you are telling your child they're a genius. That is what they're going to be. So parents, without them knowing it, when they'll be like criticizing you, well, sometimes it doesn't. I believe they don't know they're doing that. If they are like, damn, like as I said, we got harsh parents. But like they be saying things that just like, break you and he's just like but what's wrong with you you're my parents yeah you're so right like Like, and and i hope it's something that our generation learns to take control of because if there's girl we need to break it generation that's complained about how elders have spoken over us it's our generation and i hope we're not just going to be generation that complains about it but that we actually actively change it oh no so yeah you're so right that as as human beings alone, we need to be careful the words that we say. But as parents, especially, we need to be careful the things we speak over our children. Because you can't, you can't exactly. go into your prayer closet and say, God, I want my child to be favored and multiplied and blessed in all things. And yet to your child's face, you're calling them an idiot. You're telling them that they're stupid. They're making dumb decisions. Yes, sometimes exactly. words can escape us because we're human beings. Words can escape us. But that, that is exactly Definitely. why the book of Proverbs says that he who masters the tongue has mastered his life. Mm. Speak. Yes, girl. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I'm telling you. And yes, man. Yes, man. And that's why I feel like this, this topic falls under the I don't mm-hmm. see what they see. Because... I started this thing where I was like, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit touched me to, to do it as the firstborn. I speak over my sister oh, and my definitely. cousin. Like, I call them and I speak over them. I'll be like, you guys don't see it, but I see it. The Spirit mm-hmm. sees it. And I tell them, I'm like, listen, you are beautiful. Know that you're beautiful. No one must tell you that you're not beautiful. That you are going to conquer this world. Whatever you do is going to be successful. They don't see it, and I also don't see it. <laughs> but I know that the Spirit, like, you know, the Holy Spirit sees and it. And God sees seeds it. And... that you plant that you don't know that years from now, it's exactly. going to multiply, not only change their lives, but it's going to change the lives of those around them. Right. And and I feel like that's exactly what the Holy Spirit was trying to teach me, that, you know, I, I, I am against this thing of how parents speak and I don't want to do it on my own kids, so I gotta start at home. I gotta do it myself. Yes, those 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 first start steps. At home. That's why they say charity begins at home because it has to start in the environment that you experience daily for it to have a daily impact. And it's and it's after that environment has impacted that it can start impacting other environments and other people. 
So I, I absolutely love the fact Definitely. that you're the one who's speaking over your over over your, your cousin and your sister. Because also this younger generation, they need it. Yeah. They really do need it. Because with, with so many voices from social media bombarding them every day about their values, they also need people to bombard them every day about who they are in Christ. Definitely. Oh, girl, we have been speaking. I feel like those people are going to be Probably, tired of hearing yeah, us. I feel like they're, they're already tired with my voice around maybe 27 minutes. <laughs> Never. You, you got such oh, a lovely voice. Like, girl, can you. I have your voice? I just need to learn to speak slower because I'm a very fast talker. So that's, that's actually, that was actually one, one of my fears regarding this podcast because I'm like, Lord Jesus, you know <laughs> that when you made this mouth, you made it speak fast. Come on now, be with me. <laughs> what is the what is what is the word now i'm pretty be sure slow to speak i'm like holy spirit activate that be slow to speak come on now <laughs> oh i miss you so much oh my word you see ah oh, this is great Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you man thank you i'm pretty sure anyone that's going to listen to this is going to be blessed and i hope you guys heard what she said, I hope you guys heard the wisdom that was coming out of her, flowing out. I hope you guys got some notes. And thank you, man. And act all this stuff. You know, it's, it's one thing for us to, to present this podcast to you guys and, and speak on all these things. But it's another for you to actually actively take what we've said and change the world. You know, we've got we, we've got a dying world around us and God has called us to be the salt of the earth. We've been called to be the light of the world. So Definitely. let's do it, guys. And and don't oh, yes. don't don't uh, despise small beginnings. You know, if it starts off with you just speaking life into one person, that's already a soul that's being changed. And see it that way every time. Say yes. Just, just say, Lord, help me get one. Help me get one. Help me get one. And if you want to know where that quote comes from, it actually comes from the movie. It'd be great if I remember the movie. It'd be really really wonderful. It's a beautiful one. <laughs> What's the movie with the? Wait, 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 wait. Is it no, not it's war, war room? room. It's, the, it's the other. It's the other Christian movie with the with the one that's based on a true story where a soldier went to war and then um he literally asked God to help him. Oh yes, okay. No, I, I know what you're talking about, but then the yes. the name of the movie is not coming. Yeah, but guys, yes. ladies and gentlemen, let's be like that movie. Let's mm. be like that man. That all he did the entire night was just say, "Lord, help Definitely. me get one." Lord, help me get one. Remember, as we said, mm. the Bible says mm. that there may be ninety nine sheep, but the shepherd will go after the one. You need to help. You need to Definitely. help the word of God and, af- and go after that one. So, yes. Thank you, Shimelda, for having me on Love for Women. It is a pleasure and an honor uh, to be here. Yeah. Thank you, man. All right. Bye, girl. Same Enjoy your night. You. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Bye. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation between CJ and I. It was fun. I had fun. I hope you guys had fun listening. Um, what else? Until next time. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave some reviews. You know, leave some comments. Tell me. Like, talk to me, guys. Send in your messages. Yeah. Thank you, man. Until next time. Thank you.